What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Christopher St. Victor, Richard Wilson. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you Oh, man. So I've been doing the movie blockbuster thing. So I saw Top Gun Maverick and... And Jurassic World. Uh, did you like it? I liked them both. Let me tell you something. So before we saw each movie, we watched the previous movies prior. Uh-huh. Right. And Lawrence, I know you have, still haven't. Have you seen Top Gun yet? The first one? No. <laughs> Let me tell you, no. happy Pride Month. They were brave to make that movie the way they did at that time. Oh, and wow. I say this. I say this in 100% sincerity. Well, it's funny how time changes the way we interact with things, though. Well, I got to see this content then, because I'm a big supporter and have tons of pride. And what about uh, the dinosaur movie? Um, not as gay. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Look, Jurassic Park, I feel like it got it got a bad it got a bad rap. The reviews have been rough, but you know what you're going in for. You know you're gonna go in there, something's gonna go wrong, dinosaurs are gonna get out, people are gonna eat by dinosaurs. It delivers what it promises. And I don't know why. Was it great to see the band back together again? Absolutely, one hundred percent. It was good times. I recommend it. If someone were only going to see one or the other, which would you say see? It's a tough call. They were both like strong six and a half, sevens. They weren't like change your life movies, but they were good times. Um it's gotta be Maverick, right? Because the dinosaurs, I mean, I'm sure the CGI got better, but you've seen it, you've seen it. But what they did in the sky with them freaking jets and Maverick. It, it was no well, Tom Cruise came out in the beginning. He said, you know, we use as much actual practical effects as we could with real planes. So, so it was pretty dope. That's gotta give it the edge, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of callbacks to like the original. It's it's more nostalgic. It's funny. Top Gun was way more nostalgic than uh, Jurassic Park was. There were moments where but it you wouldn't know, be the, for Lawrence. Well, Lawrence needs to watch Top Gun. <laughs> Your recommendation, absolutely. I mean, it's still a good movie. Like it's still I, cool. It's still great. It's I'll, just, see, I'll see it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, nice, Rich. How was your week? Uh, my week was uh, filled with work and more work, but I did start watching um, Orville season two. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you like I that? like it. I like it. I enjoy it. I mean, the first season was like they try to do like a lot of South Park ish. Not South Park. Wow. Excuse me. Ooh. Whoa. Uh, family Guy type uh, comedy. Kind of kind of got a lot of that because it's the same creators, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they flesh out a little story, a little universe there. Nice, nice. And um, went on because, you know, you got to please the significant other. Oh, she oh, was oh. Uh, telling me how she wanted to see Bob's Burger, the movie. Wow. Okay. That show. You want to see an hour and a half long episode of Bob's the Burger? <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I didn't want to watch a half hour episode of Bob's Burger for free. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Money. And she loved it. That's all I cared about. I'm telling you, when we walked up in there, because everyone, when you buy your tickets, you pick your seats, right? Everyone knows this for most theaters, right? Yes. Oh, I get there movie. and the seats, because when I picked the movie theater, there like most of most of the theater was empty. So I picked like two seats in the back and two seats uh, for me, like another uh, 
uh, father and son. So no one was in that theater really. But then when we get in there, there is a group of teenage girls literally right next to us. And when I tell you they were talking on up until the movie started, just like obnoxious annoying you have like, horrible bro. movie luck rich bro i'm just like man i'm getting old because i just wanted to be like Shut your ass. <laughs> <laughs> they were there like taking pictures just being loud and obnoxious when the movie theater got quiet they're like burp or saying some dumb crap and i'm just like yo this, this is you this is your people you notice when we come to see my movies we don't have these type of people we have civilized people <laughs> what, what what all right we got civilized people in there they sit down they watch the movie they clap at appropriate times they cheer you know they get the feelings they don't sit there and be obnoxious little teens. that is true that that's the blessing of being a fanboy is like there's a respect for what you're watching especially if you go opening night people yeah. take it serious we take it dead serious like, the oh, most your obnoxious burgers fans degenerates mm. <laughs> well good week rich yeah that was pretty much it jack how about you man uh, nothing eventful to report. So, uh, I had a good week. I finally finished Love Death Robots. It took me three weeks to do that. Wow. Okay. And, uh, that's that. Nice. All right. Nice. Exactly. Me, I, I wound up watching a lot of stuff, man. I started watching genre adjacent. I finished it, The Dropout with Amanda, uh, Seafried. Seafried, I always mispronounce her name. It's cool. It's cool. After Candy, I kind of wanted to f- follow the train of, like, people getting ahead in weird, crazy ways. Uh, it, it was fine. I watched the first episode of Miss Marvel. Um, okay. God, right? I was great! I don't know what the people are hating about. This is, like, the perfect Disney superhero. Like, this fun. is, like, perfect. Lighthearted, fun, not too serious. Like, Dude, I thought it was... I liked it. I walked away going, this might be their best series. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't have to compete with itself or compensate for its subject matter. Hmm. It doesn't have to like do what Moon Knight did, which is it's so grounded, but we still got to make it sanitized for Disney. Like Miss Marvel fits right in their box perfectly. It does. Um, there's a couple of continuity <laughs> things. Look at you, Rich. I see Rich there. Rich is <laughs> did you see it? <laughs> oh, there it is. Wow. There it is. There are some issues with it. Like uh, Miss Marvel, she's a Captain Marvel fangirl. And she goes on and on about how Captain Marvel like knocked out Thanos or something. But I'm like, there were no video cameras up there. And I don't know if any Avengers are giving a play-by-play to the news on how the fight happened. Right. The only thing they probably know is they fought and Tony died and saved everyone. They don't know like Captain Marvel came down and saved everyone's butts when they were in trouble. It's like, who's reporting this? Yeah, that kind of didn't happen in the movie either, though. Well, no. I mean, you like you said, she's a fangirl. So a lot of fangirls and boys, they kind of over-exaggerate or make... You know, Except for she's them. not wrong. She's also just not... But also, Captain Marvel isn't Earth's hero enough to, like, even be a fan of her. Like, she's yeah, here Captain for a Marvel. second. She's yeah, off-world. She's here That's for a true. second. That's a really good point, because no one's really aware, even aware of her. Unless something happened during the blip that we're unaware of. Well, what happened is decades worth of comic books true and that's that's that five years during the blip so no i mean real comic books in the world we live in and so there are fan services there that's true but you know you got to make it make sense but outside of that it was a fun time what else did i watch i watched more obi-wan i love it it's cool i mean i talked to my aunt who's a star wars head she's like plot holes Gaping plot holes. Yeah, this is a gaping, a lot of gaping things. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I set you up for that. She's just like, 
it doesn't not make sense for Leia to go on this adventure, but it actually makes absolutely no sense for Leia to go on this adventure. And also, how many chase scenes are we going to watch? A lot of chase scenes. I feel like cinema has forgotten how to do chase scenes. No budget's forgotten. No, it's choreography. I've seen shoestring budgets that have... Disney's got budget. Disney's Disney's got budget. Someone's just dropping the ball. The problem with this show isn't just the chase scenes. But if you're not a Star Wars head, you probably are fine. But that's kind of my week. Chris, I got a question for you. Thank God you're back. I got a question for you, brother. It's good to be back. What do you got for me, Lawrence? Which superhero is great at making jokes and puns? Which superhero is great at making jokes and puns, Lawrence? The pun Nisser. Hey! <laughs> nope, I saw it coming for nope, I saw it coming. It, but it works and it makes sense, Rich. It works, Rich. I making jokes and puns? He's the pun, Mr. But when is he making jokes? He's not the joker, sir. Puns are jokes, Jack. Jack. Damn it, Jack! Try trying to get without the first part. Puns are jokes. Well, let's 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 move it along since this went over their heads, Chris. Praise be. Let's, so let's move it along. We're gonna go down the street or right at the light, left at the stop sign, and we'll be at the collector's corner. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something over our video game. It's something off our comic shelf. I always get this messed up. And we showcase it to the world that could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What she got? I'll go first. Oh, go ahead. I got my first NECA figure. Oh. I got Homelander. my oh shoot Homelander yeah. action figure, baby. I am so excited about this because you know I'm posing them with Superman and Omni Man. Mm-hmm. You know it's going down. Got to. Got to. Dude, this this oh, is know. dope. This is dope. And the uh, he comes with two heads. They're not that different, one of them. So I don't know what the big difference is, but another one has red eyes around it. And you can put his uh, heat vision or laser eyes, as they call it, in his eyes. So it's like he's blasting it. And he comes with a set of hands. The cape is actually cloth. And the likeness is pretty great, um, especially for the price point. So this uh-huh. has got my Homelander bigger. How big nice. is he? He's about seven inches. Yes, that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to put a disclaimer at the top. <laughs> uh, man, what you guys got? Uh, I'm also showing off the figure today, too. I'll be brief. Showing off my Superman New Frontier. Oh, nice. Oh, I got that one. Yeah. And I'm showing off my retro Batman equivalent. That is sick, man. That's a good Batman figure. Boxer briefs. And, uh, and you probably know shorts. why I'm showing these off. I don't know. You might be preparing for a debate or something. I don't know. Don't, don't, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Jack. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Those are freaking like the S. It's like I like the black background with the S. You like the S on his chest? I like that one. Yeah. Rich, yeah. Rich likes his S. Oh wait, the closer yeah, you get, nice I don't know. I like the black background. I kind of like the black backgrounds of S's on Superman's chest. Yeah, that's a it's a dope retro look, and I love that 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 Batman's like that 1980s. It is uh, Batman. Yeah. Well, he's in your classic blue and gray, yeah. uh, yellow. I like that color scheme. That's your classic Batman. It's the blue yeah. and gray, man. Yeah, and man. then, you know, Superman is looking very retro with his big boy shorts. The 1940s um, Superman. That's, right he, he is, yeah, he's that strong man look straight yeah. off the page. Yeah. 
Nice. It's like that skit from Family Guy, like uh, in shape, out of shape guy from like the 50s. <laughs> that in shape, exactly. out of shape guy from the 50s. Yes. This is like real puffed up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Chris, what you got, man? So I got a problem, man. All I do is 3D print. I love oh, it. Oh, boy. So I showed you guys a preview, but I want to show you my Skyhawks, my Cobra Skyhawk that I made and painted, and my G.I. Joe Skyhawk that I made and painted. Dude! Dude, these look great. You're making toys, Chris. Neo toys. Like, like I'll show you. So this is the, this is the Cobra one. So the Cobra one, I, I changed the, the... I made it a little bit different. I changed the engines. I changed uh, the skids a little bit, and I changed the, the, the wings in the end. But you see, you open it up. It has a, a red, seat. There's a red seat. And I think a G.I. Joe. This is this is the this is the key part. Dude, he fits in just fine. Closes up. Wow. Yo, Chris is out here making toys, guys. This yep. adult bought a 3D printer so he could be a child. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Yep. So, yeah. I love it. Because in the I long run, it. it's cheaper to make them. <laughs> Yep, yeah, wow. definitely, definitely is. Start making car parts next. What's happening? Uh, RC car parts. That's what I'm trying. But look, like I said, you guys find me files, send them to me. I'll make them for you. We'll All freaking right. do it. I'm, right. I'm gonna need some stuff. Rich, what you got? I mean, came across this little bad boy. He's been sitting back for a minute, and I like him. And I think I'm gonna take him out the box because he just looks dope. Take it out the, the box. Dark side. <laughs> take it out the box. <laughs> dark seed, as some people say. <laughs> Deluxe yeah. pops. Right on the throne. Yo. In there on his throne, like, uh, sometimes you just got to do things yourself. I love it, Rich. Rich, your Pops collection. We say this every episode. Popping, man. Your Pops collection is popping. <laughs> and I was telling Jack, the next thing I want, I'm not going to tell y'all because y'all weren't here for it. But anyway, Dark Side. Oh, excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to tell us what? Well, I already, t- so- I already told you that. Not only did I cho- to- tell you that, I, I showed you. So oh, we'll just listen yeah, to yeah, the yeah, episodes yeah. that we missed, Chris. Now, no, I think that might be doing that. Anyway, oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry, 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 doing things out here. Boom, nice collection, guys. Nice pickups, Chris. We got we're all gonna put in our orders real quick. Man. But then I got you, I want a second, a, a, a resin 3D printer, which gives you uh, it's a little bit more steps, yeah. But uh, it gives you like what so if you'll see this up close, you can actually see like it's tough to see, but you can see the lines where it was printed. With the mm. resin, you don't have those lines. You get really, really, really high quality uh, print. Bro, you have a like about this. All I do is I work and I run my three D printer nonstop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We gonna put in our orders, man. But I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. So Chris Evans did an interview, and of course he's going around for Lightyear, and they're asking him, "Is there a chance he can return as Captain America?" And Chris Evans, you know, he says he loves the character, but he says that would be a tall order. He feels as though the way he left things and the way he wrapped up Cap's story to come back, it would have to be like super, super, super important. Um, And it's kind of nice to hear that because you don't get a better farewell than what uh, both Robert Downey and he got as far as their characters. It's like, even if you were to come back and be an alternate version, you would still be like playing with your legacy. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, so, but you never know, man. Money talks. The Last of Us Part Two has sold over ten million copies. Nice. In spring of two thousand, uh, as of spring two thousand twenty-two. So that's like sixty dollars times ten million. 
Woof. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Spider-Man No Way Home is getting an extended edition and it's coming to theaters in September. It's going sure. back to theaters, but fluffed with more stuff, baby. So like Morbius? No. Except for oh. people are going to go watch it? Except people are actually going to go <laughs> see it. It's so more buy another DVD set for more content, or will this be the content that they have in a DVD set? Rich, you know they're gonna milk you for everything. Uh, Every it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be in what you bought. Nine. You're gonna have to buy a whole new one to get the fluff and stuff. I went out and bought this bad boy. I got the the 4K stuff. joint with oh, all yeah. the 80 minutes, and oh, I also yeah. got the three packs. Wow! Wow! You're they should just sell one. it as the fluff and stuff. No, they're gonna have yeah. you buy that and then buy the fluff and stuff. Now they make that guap crazy for the fluffer. Oh, it's Disney, you man. Did you say guap for the fluffer? Guap for the fluffer. Guap for the fluffer. Wow, that fluffer? sounds like a porno. My name in high school. Come on, Jack. Keep up, Jack. This I what, apologize. This is what the kids are saying in the streets nowadays, Jack. Wap for the fluffer. No, we can't say wap here, guys. We always, I mean, Cardi B and Meg the Stallion. <laughs> Wait, wait, no, no one said whap. <laughs> whap for the fluffer? I whap. Whap. Guys, the boys has been renewed for season four already. Of course it has. Dude, it is dope. And I forgot to tell you, I watched the latest episode. No spoilers, but is there a massive dildo fight? Yes, there is. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> it is what it is. The Joker has finally been greenlit for its sequel. And it's called Joker <laughs> Foley A. Dux. I have a hard time pronouncing that, but it, it's defined as a psychological disorder where the same or similar mental disorder affects two or more people. So they're saying, like, given that Joker is known for having a psychological dependency on with Batman or Harley Quinn, we don't know where it could be going. But that's the name. Joker Foley A. Are they going to introduce the Joker into some kind of like into additional DC with additional DC characters with this? DC don't they, know what they're doing with their universe. No, I think this is a point. standalone. I don't. I don't think this is a universe. I think Pattinson has his own universe. This is a universe, and then whatever Affleck, like whatever is going to change with Ezra Miller's Flash, is going to be his own. Oh man, Ezra Miller's another one. This guy is in big trouble. They can't find him. <laughs> they keep, they're looking for him, they're and they can't for, find him. He's they too fast, man. They can't catch the Flash, but he's going to catch these charges. I'll tell you that. Dude, I don't know what's going on. The he whole thing. He groomed the young girl and lured her with drugs. And it's these charges are not just him being eccentric. These charges are no joke. Yo, it, they. He, uh, I don't even. The next flash, then. They're talking about what's his face from the, from the CW series taking over, maybe. But I, but either way, I heard like so much of this Flash movie was shot. It's, you so, can't go back and reshoot the entire... Uh, back to the Future. They didn't shoot the whole movie, and that movie did they, not cost did $200 million. Well, I'm just saying, if you can you can swap out Eric Stoltz with uh, Michael J. Fox and still use the Christopher Lloyd stuff that was already shot and just dub the other actor in and make it work, there's a way to make this work if they needed to. They finished the $200 million movie. I'm aware, They're not but Superman go. had a mustache coming back for his stuff, too. How will that work out, Jay? Well, yeah, just Jack, just amazing example. I'm not saying it's going to work out well. I'm I don't think it's going to work out well either way. And it's already messing up the order of things. And the fact that Batgirl is coming out first 
Flash I mean, was supposed Rock to be. Is, the Rock is pushing Black Adam like it's coming out next week. Well, yeah, well, that's right? what he does. They had the Black Adam trailer in Jurassic Park. Well, Jurassic World, rather. Back on track. Right. What is so, the track? The track is the fact that Batgirl's coming out first. The Flash was supposed to be Michael Keaton's premiere. That was supposed to set his him up back in the world. But now Batgirl's coming out with him in it. So they're already messing up the sequence of things because I have to assume this has to do with the fact that Ezra Miller is so freaking unreliable. You kind of had to let his bad press go away for a year before you just dropped the him. movie already. No one's watching it for him anyways. They're just watching it because they know Keaton's in it. Dude, you can't put posters of a pedophile around Times Square. To Is he a pedophile? Suit. That's the charges. That's why they're looking for him. Let's move on to a lighter freaking No, Chris, our childhood is coming back. McFarlane is bringing back the Super Powers toy line from the freaking 80s, man. My question is why? My why question not, is why Jack? not, Jack? <laughs> they're, not, they're not more posable. Oh my, Jack, this is about nostalgia. This is about, this might be the best toy line to ever freaking exist. All the characters, all the play sets, all the freaking vehicles. You've never had a toy line drop like this, ever. And he's bringing it back for me and Chris. Not for you, because you're asking questions. Don't ask why, Jack. You were lucky to have this. I just want better toys now. Man, uh, you have both. You can have both. Yeah. And if you want something to get mad at, Chris... <laughs> Netflix has announced the second season. Masters of the Universe Revolution animated series will go into production. Wait, Wait. He Man with no He Man. <laughs> Didn't we already get the two? No, no Jack, got, that was got. one season. I don't think I can handle another <laughs> two part season. <laughs> We're getting it, and it's called Revolution instead of Revelation. So well, maybe they figured it out. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, the poster image is pretty cool. It's a shadowy figure of Skeletor and the Power Sword. So we'll see. Either way, the animation was dope. So we'll see yeah, where we go with it. Uh, Netflix is developing a new Ghostbusters animated series. And they put one of the guys in a wheelchair, right? I don't know. That was already in one of them. That, that was in the Extreme Ghost, Extreme Ghostbusters. Egon yeah. was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't know if there's too many um, details about this, but it is, you know, the, the co-writer Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan, they'll executive produce. They wrote Afterlife. So maybe they'll tie into it. Maybe it won't. Either way, more Ghostbusters is always a good thing, in my opinion. That Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters cartoon, is really, really good. Have you guys watched it recently? It's really, really good. I haven't, but I, 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 I trust you that it is. And yeah. I will go back to it, sir. You should. YouTube. YouTube. Let's go to the trailer parks. Time for the trailer park trash. Ah, <laughs> Black Adam dropped his trailer. Yes, it did. It so good. Oh, man. Black freaking Adam. Heroes trying to make up for. But I do. <laughs> we say, Jack? I felt like they're trying to make up for something. Something the flash. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the rock, man. It's going to be big. It's going to be crazy. And the fact that we have a Dr. Fate and Hawkman in a f- movie is huge. Like, we're at the point where we're getting, like, characters we never thought we'd see. Um, well, it's like DC's taking uh, one out of the Marvel playbook. They're like, hey, man, might as well start build universe building. And if we can't get our main runners right, 
I mean, look at the success of Marvel's MCU is because they took someone who was a big character, but not a figurehead. Not like that. They couldn't they use took a figurehead. Iron Man. They took Iron Man and built the whole world MCU around this character. That's true. Who would have expected that? Not me. Not a million years. Marvel not taking them. Iron Man? Not them. Not I mean, them. And not after the first, you know, after the first one. Exactly. So, you know what, DC? Yeah, you're right. If you can't get Superman, Batman, and the Justice League together properly, then start grabbing your secondary characters and figure it out. And right. put The Rock in it. Now, my only issue with this is, is The Rock is so polarizing. I don't, I just see The Rock. Like, I don't see Black, Black, Black Adam. Who? I don't, I just, Black Adam's a villain. I'm sorry, but he is and, a villain and, in the comics. Yep. No, he's a villain in the comics. He's not an anti-hero. He's a villain. And this is what's so popular with this content now is he's taking not, these He's villains. never been an anti-hero in the comics ever? He is a villain. Ever. This yeah. is his origin story. Maybe, maybe now. Maybe now. But no, he's a villain. He is Shazam's main antagonist. Yep. That's like the Joker yep. not being a villain for Batman. He's still the Joker. He's the villain of the content. Well, he might be the villain. I mean, because we, we still got a Shazam movie that's no, out there. They're gonna the have hero. to. They're gonna have to cross paths eventually. He's but Morbius he, now. He Morbius, he Morbius, who's a villain, is now he anti-hero. Anti-heroes, the new trend. Morbius was a villain. Nobody knows what happened to Morbius because no one saw it. Yeah, Jack. Right. I don't even know what Morbius is. <laughs> right, Yo, I stand corrected. We got it's a Morbin new time. Predator movie. <laughs> Morbin time. The trailer Prey drops. And yes. this thing is looking better than it needs to be. Right? So, for who movie? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, I love it. I love the fact that it takes place at a time where these people are used to predators that are bigger and stronger than them. It's how they survive. So it just changes the whole freaking landscape. And they call it prey, like predator and their prey. But is the predator prey or she prey? I don't know. She wants to be the hunter. She, I mean, survive. I think it's dope. We have a video game trailer, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Take my money. It looks freaking dope. I don't really know what the deal is. But if you pre-order now, you can get a Doctor Strange skin. Oh. Oh. I'm taking my money. What (laughs) I'm seeing, it looks like the main antagonist is uh, taking over heroes or other entities and changing them into her minions. Lilith, mother of demons. Lilith, mama, mama, mama. And they have to take on to fight her. I can see you got the Hulk, you got Scarlet Witch, Sabretooth, and uh, Venom. And Spider Man, too. You also got Spider Man, Ghost Ghost Rider. Rider. No, no, I'm talking about the 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 oh, bad guys. Her so henchmen. Now. Oh shoot, that's the yeah, other people she turned. Who she's taking over? Well, in the trailer, anyways, there's probably a whole slew of the MC, you know, the Marvel universe mm. getting thrown in there. It's 2K, uh, man. We'll see. We'll see how how it does. You know, uh, I want to see gameplay first. The trailer looked dope, but I need to see some. <laughs> We, we, we've been seduced by great trailers before, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> That's the news. That was the news. Stop smiling, Jack. I'm ready to beat some heads. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that can Ooh. be taken in many ways, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there that, he is. That's, that's not what it meant. Man. Let's get ready to run. So we posted something on Instagram. Pretty much was like Superman saying to Batman, I couldn't have done this without your help. And Batman says, I know. He says something stupid. 
And then I wrote facts. He just dropped facts. I said blah 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 Batman whatever. And then I got like I was I went back and forth with so many Batman fans, and I'm like I'm sick of Batman's superiority. He is not superior to Superman. And I was going back and forth so much that I'm like this is a great debate that we have not touched. So gentlemen, take first first Chris and Jack. Take off your rose-colored sunglasses. Okay. And I came prepared to play. <laughs> oh we are going to ask you this question. Who is better, Superman or Batman? And to make sure that we're not just going to operate off of emotions and rose-colored sunglasses, there's a series of questions we have to answer as honest as possible. Okay, but if you say rose-colored glasses one more time, I'm going to... I will, Jack, I promise I will not say rose-colored glasses anymore. You just said it again. I won't say rose-colored glasses. <laughs> you just said it again. I'll, that's the last time I'll ever say rose-colored glasses ever. Oh, mother! <laughs> so here we are. Who is the best, Superman or Batman? Areas of ranking, first question. Who has the best content in all forms of media? That's Your easy. unbiased, truthful answer. Batman. 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 You go back to Batman. You go back to when we were kids. You have the animated series. Which animated series can you rewatch over and over and over again? That's fair. Batman. For animated, yes. Batman for video games, sure. But not TV. Wait, wait. What about the Nintendo 64 Superman game, Jack? We got to fly through all the rings. You tell me that wasn't a bad <laughs> Listen, I'll give you. Batman's got better video games. Batman's got better animated series. Sure. But not TV. Batman does not have a good TV show. You got Smallville was better Superman content. You got Lois and Clark, which was great Superman content. And you had uh, Superman and Lois, which is one of the best things on TV right now. But Batman you tell owns me the Batman equivalent. Movies. Batman okay, owns movies. the movies. Yeah. So Batman. But Batman also had Batman has more movies and they have more movies also. But he also has the best. So is Superman. <laughs> what are you talking about? Superman, former Superman Returns was awful. Superman <laughs> Prior, who are you talking? Superman, one good Superman. <laughs> better content, but content also is comic books. Batman stories are better and more iconic. And more iconic than say the death of Superman. Long Halloween is better. Sure, sure. Long Halloween is better. The Dark Knight Returns is better. Death of the Family. Year Year one is great. Is yeah, Batman's comic book stories are better than Superman's. Is more consistently better than Superman's. Earth uh, One, Red Sun, Superman that, Reborn, all seasons. These are great stories. This is not a stories. question. Batman's comic book stature is crazy. I mean, <laughs> true brothers say so because they, they're more into it than I am. I'm going to take their word for it. Right. I think that I, I'm sorry. I think Batman won this category. There it is. Superman wins in TV. That's but it. Batman wins in the other categories. Sweeping. Sorry, brother. Oh. Uh, who is the most iconic? Who is the this most? This is an easy out? one. Superman. 100%. I give this one to Superman. He, he represents, you know, truth, justice in the American way. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'll, also, yeah. I'll say this. For posterity's sake, Superman was originally created in 1933 by Siegel in 33. Kane invents Batman and first Superman comic drops in 38, right? Action Comics drops in 38. Superman gets his own comic book line in 39. Kane capitalizes on the success of Superman, fast-tracking a Batman comic, which lands in 39. So everything about Batman is based off the success of Superman having success. Jack, that's so, fair. Jack, iconic? That's we, said, we said Superman. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, but I want my victory. You I, got want it, Jack. My, I want you my victory. 
just waiting for everyone to say Batman. He was like, no, nah, I'm going to get these guys, right? You got now. it, Jack. Who's the better hero? Superman. Superman. Yeah. Batman beats on villains. Superman saves galaxies. Yes. Superman does. And he even saves kittens from trees. Who's the better hero? Come on. Superman's a better hero. Like Superman. Superman Superman motivates Batman to be better. (laughs) Like Chris, come on. All right. Fine. Fine. I'll give you Superman that one. Uh, So Superman. Okay. Superman's in the lead. Who has the best cast of characters? Batman. The world. Batman. Hands freaking down. But this is interesting because their cast of characters supports the content of their character. And so if you look at Batman supporting characters, you're looking at mostly villains and other vigilantes. You look at Superman's cast of characters, you're looking at other humans. Lois, Jimmy, Perry. You're looking at these people who humanize someone who's an alien, right? And they give them context. So the cast of characters is a little more interesting than just who's got the better cast of characters. They serve the purpose of the content. Right. And Batman's cast of characters are way more specific. They're way more eclectic because you got three sons, four sons that are very different. You have a butler that's a father figure. You have an insane clown who challenges him. And a woman that he's in love with who's sometimes good, sometimes bad. It's just way, way more well-rounded cast of characters than Superman. Like Superman's cast of characters, with the exception of Lois Lane, is, they're just kind of background. Yeah, you look at Brainiac, Metallo. Look at some of his big, his Lex Luthor, his big villains. And Perry White and Jimmy Olsen are like, they're filler. They're as needed. I'll give you, Batman may have... <laughs> you got the best... Yeah, it's not even a question. No, I don't think that, that was not close. It's villains alone. His villains are iconic. As a matter of fact, I had a shirt I was going to wear today, but because of the nature of your question <laughs> for the debate, I did not wear it. You know, our point, <laughs> Who has the best origin story? This is Batman. No, I see, I don't know. Batman. Man. Let's hear. Let's hear a lot, why. A lot of people lose their parents in the hood, dog. I was going to say. People get shot every day, B. You be all right. People get shot every day, B. It takes a special chest fund kid to be a hero. But I want, Chris, I want you to tell me why Batman's origin story is the best. Because Superman was just bored. Batman, Batman went through this, lived it, and turned tragedy into something. So I think he, I think that's why Batman's better. Superman just exists. Okay, I'll rebuttal. May I? Superman doesn't just exist. He's the sole survivor of a dying planet where his parents, who were on the cutting edge of technology, sent him off. He's the last of his kind. His origin story, and which is also why Red Sun was such an interesting one-off. What happens when this guy who's so iconic falls into the wrong hands? And so you got this guy with godlike powers being raised uh, on a farm, a barn, by, you know, middle America parents. But I'll tell you what, though, we all could be Batman, right? No, you can't. Yes, I can't. You, you gotta be. You're billionaire. You're true on it. You gotta be you know billionaire. You, you know you can't. Oh, you know. yeah, you can. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is a tough one, man, because both their origins are freaking great. And if I had to lean on one, I think that. They're both, ah, this is Rich Hugo. This is tough because they're both complex. But one is one is not only world building, it's universe building. And so Superman's origin story leans, leaves so much more room for expansion also. But does a macrocosm make it necessarily better? Absolutely. I don't know. I feel like, listen, losing your, losing your, your parents to a madman, or not a madman, a hoodlum, a thug that crashed you to be what you want to be. Well, not what you want to be, what you need to be, what the city needs you to be. 
I mean, that's a good art story right there. I don't need the universe. I don't need this man coming from another planet. And you know, you know, Superman reminds me of elephants in the circus. Excuse me? Go ahead. Speak Superman of reminds me of elephants in the circus. These things are like powerful beings, right? Powerful creatures, but they're being chained down by things that they can easily break. People. That's Superman can easily break anybody. What's that got to do with but his origin story? It don't matter. I'm talking right now, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if I bring it all back, Batman. Okay. I'm going to say this. I think both of their origin stories are equally compelling and equally dope. If I were to spend 10 seasons on a character before they bid on the costume, which one would I want to spend 10 seasons with? The kid on the farm learning his powers, learning what a bit, learning the responsibility, making mistakes, or the kid in private school years before he goes off to train his body? Which origin story is more compelling? Even a question? Superman. I mean, if you put those contexts on it, then yeah, all right. But- wait, wait. Let's put other contexts on it. I'm going to run you a list of origin stories you may or may not be familiar with. Earth One, Batman, had a great one. Zero Year, you read that one, it was incredible. The movie, Batman v Superman, has a new origin story for Batman, which you saw. Batman Begins, which is maybe one of the best origin stories in any superhero film, right? Yeah. Okay. Secret Origins. Mask of the uh, Phantasm had a good origin in it. And Year One is maybe one of the best origin comics ever. Batman Year One. So are you are you, what are you saying, Jack? I'm confused. Why, why? No, I've now I'll read my Superman list. Why are we <laughs> reading these lists? What are you right? Well, are we I'm trying to sway the vote here because we're uh, split. No, I think I think I think Superman to me has a better origin story because it's it's more interesting. I think Batman's origin story. Exciting. Well, I think Batman's origin story was better like 20 years ago when it was unheard of for people to get shot in an alley. Like you wouldn't hear that on the news. Nowadays, I'm it's like Uncle Ben. Yeah, it's common fodder. It's like <laughs> you're you're Batman because you're rich, not because your parents got shot. A lot of people's parents get shot, unfortunately. No, 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 no. He's Batman because his parents got shot. Nah, he would just been just he would just been a billionaire playboy. But without that money, he would just be crazy. He's kind of crazy in the last movie, the Pattinson movie. Man, Uh, I think it's split, so each get a point. Wait, wait, wait. To be fair, Jack, because he he wouldn't have the resources to be Batman. Like the fact that he could be Batman is because he's part of the one percentile. Because he can go off. He's part of the. 0.0.01 Zero point zero point zero one percentile. I thought I thought Batman was smart though. Batman could uh you know why is he Batman? smart? Why he does he have the education he had? Because he was born he... smart. Again, he wasn't how, born. How was dare born. you argue all these facts that are just made up? Um, <laughs> hardcore imaginary. Per per Chris's request, anyone out there, here's some great Superman origin stories. Yes, please, Jack. Superman the movie, yeah. uh, American Alien, Earth One, the New Fifty Two had a pretty good one. Uh, Superman Red Sun, which is fun. It's an Elseworld version of it. Superman Reborn is a great origin story. Superman for All Seasons is one of my faves. Birthright and Man of Steel had a pretty good origin story in it. Birthright's a bag. Yeah. And the fun thing about Man of Steel is they really build the Kryptonian world, which was nice. The next question. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Who Jeff. has the better secret identity? Not its effectiveness, because <laughs> its effectiveness is as useful as a story requires it to be, so they're both effective, but it's character. The character of Bruce Wayne, the character of Clark Kent, and the identity. Who has the best 
secret identity. So I always felt Clark Kent was a little bit hollow and not as developed as Bruce Wayne was. You know, Clark Kent was a very, yeah, he's a very one-dimensional, like, goofy, good-hearted, Midwestern guy, and that's it. Where Bruce Wayne was a business magnate and more complex. And- no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the guy in the cave, and I'm not talking about the guy sitting in his living room with his shirt open and you see the S. I'm talking about their cover. So Bruce Wayne is just as shallow. He's a shallow playboy. That's his cover. Well, so we're not we're not so we're talking about so we're There's, not talking effectiveness, but we're talking about Lawrence, do me a favor, take your glasses off and put your glasses back on. But that's not what he's talking about either. <laughs> wait, wait, Chris, do this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> cover your cover your forehead. Nose up. Oh, oh I don't know it's you. <laughs> whose chin is that? Oh, whose whose mouth is this? <laughs> okay. But um Whose secret identity, who's who, the character of Bruce Wayne in the secret identity? So I'll go first since maybe it's not clear. To me, Clark Kent wins. The, 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 the Clark Kent is such a wonderful character outside of the suit. Like what Christopher Reeves showed us, what Clark Kent could be, lighthearted, fumbling, cartoony, you can get comic relief. It's such a well-rounded, useful character. It's way better than Bruce. When you see Bruce Wayne, you're just counting down the minutes for him to put on the costume. You can actually rock out with Clark for a while and be okay, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, let me and let me piggyback on that. The reason I I would also say Clark Kent in this case is just like Batman. There's three personas. You got Superman, you got Clark Kent, and you got Kal El, right? On some level, the thing about Clark Kent, which I love about him, is his that cover is also. <laughs> It's like the person, well, look, he's an investigative journalist, right? So he's still in the middle of everything he's trying to do when he's Superman. He's privy to the information and he's making a difference. His persona is still trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. Right. So he's kind of double dipping even on that. But Bruce I would Wayne, say that. No, he's not. He's using, he's using all his money to fight a war on crime where he can just fund the police and like resources in Gotham City. <laughs> but yeah, I. I yeah, Clark Kent actually is like a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist as well. Exactly. And and that's a great point I feel like you made. When I'm watching Batman content and it's Bruce Wayne, it's a little – and you hardly ever see it in the comics. You hardly ever get billionaire Bruce Wayne in the comics because it's just not very interesting. You either get Batman in the cave uh, or you get Batman as Batman. Yeah. Superman as Clark Kent is in a lot of the comics because – it's his character. It's almost not even a secret identity. It's just his identity identity. Facts. Chris, Rich? I, I just don't find Clark Kent as compelling as Bruce Wayne. And I like the fact Not that- the person. I'm not talking about the little boy who lost his parents. I'm talking about the guy who shows up in board meetings. I'm talking about the guy who is the face of Wayne Enterprises. And that's what I'm talking about. He's I hollow. Him, I find it way more interesting than- the big lovable doofus that is Clark Kent. But what makes him interesting? Like, what does he do? He runs one of the biggest corporations in the world? No, he doesn't. He pretends to fall asleep at his desk. Because <laughs> that's the cover. His cover is to not really be anything. And he's a billionaire playboy, which is dope. But he's not, though. <laughs> he kind of like... I remember that they called him... Uh... No, he still is. He still is. Because there was the... Was it City of Crime where they called him D.D.? And the girl's like, how come you call him DD? Like, it's for double digits. Referring them for the first time we were together. Wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Rich, what say you? I was going to go with Batman, but <laughs> I'm going to have to say Superman. Because really, they, like, yeah, he's a, he's, 
I mean, the idea of being a billionaire playboy is cool, but you really don't see him. You really don't see him in that. Like you see him, he lives in Wayne Manor, has a million dope he cars. Doesn't, he doesn't truly run Wayne Enterprise. There's there's a there's a board. There's a whole board for that. Matter. They're shareholders. He's just the face of it. You should know this. You're a businessman. <laughs> Clark Kent. Like, he's living the dream. If, but he's not if, though. He's not doing it. Like, if you look at Clark Kent, like it's like, okay, you couldn't see him as being Superman. Like this doofus here, like no way. There's no way this guy is Superman. Even though you know both of the they look alike. They look there's they a look strong alike. resemblance. Yes, yeah. very strong but, resemblance. But I guess because of his goofiness and how some people say his mind control, some people say he has some type well, of that's like the city. I mean, that's the 70s, you know. Let's, anyway, let's leave that one alone. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I would, I would say, I would say, I would say, Superman, Bruce Wayne is, I'm not Bruce Wayne, excuse me, Clark Kent is the best cover. The only time I ever enjoyed, like enjoyed, enjoyed Batman is secret identity as Bruce Wayne was in Batman Begins when he seconds. had the girls in the, and that's what I'm saying, yeah. it's like two seconds of it. Yeah. The girls in the pool, the hot car, Alfred going, go have a buying. I'll be problem. okay. Yeah, I'll be okay. Because the, the his secret identity is so hollow, you can only see it in seconds. You're not interested in it. Yeah. You, 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 Bat, Batman couldn't be couldn't be Batman without what he does, like constantly being a detective, constantly looking at the crime scenes and this done it. So like you can't go out there and be a Playboy billionaire Here's, and then still be looking at the crime scenes and figuring out how this person did what. Right. Here's the reason why the Pattinson movie worked. We didn't need Bruce Wayne in it. it was Batman about- without the secret identity is equally compelling. Superman is enhanced by seeing Clark Kent every now and again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. Last question. Who has the better costume? Who's got that swag? This is an easy one. Easy. Batman. Batman. Superman. Superman. What? Dude, Superman's costume is so iconic. That emblem is recognized around the world for generations. That has to count for something. The idea that anyone is wearing underwear on the outside, Batman, Wolverine, all these heroes, is because he did it first. Lawrence, even with the pouches, the pouchy belts? Ooh, it's his kryptonite. (laughs) Ooh, it's his kryptonite. Chris pulled out the big guns. Come on, man. Batman's costume is dope. But it's it's gray and black. I mean, the artists who draw him make him look cool, but the costume itself isn't like amazing. Well, they they, they, ser- they serve function. They're functional, right? They serve a certain purpose. Superman is supposed to strike hope and inspiration in people and goodness. Batman is supposed to strike fear, right? And so their costumes alone strike a different. They have different functionality for a reason. Look, if you show Remember, a kid a bat, they don't know what it is. You show them that Superman emblem, that diamond with that S, that is recognized around the world for generations. That, that has to count know for what something. Bat is. He needs to go back to school, okay? No, but he may not know that bat means Batman. Just like that Spider Man, that Spider don't mean Spider Man because it's not because Batman, it hasn't penetrated. Batman is Hello. is is a local hero. That's why I he's mean, part of the not. Justice League. Batman's been there. around since so the Justice League into this thing. All right, people gonna know who Batman is then. No, but I mean, I mean, in the real our world, Rich. When you look at the logos, Superman, comic book fan or not, you know what that S is. Like, you I know, know what, what the S. I know what the bat symbols. If you walk for. around with a bat T-shirt, somebody may not know that's Batman because it's that's just a, a bat. Lie. 
That's, nah. a, that's, I mean, that, both, that's your argument right now? That's both a like whole lot. years. Man, both like 80 years tell old. Me, tell me how prison was. You talking about you don't know what the Batman symbol was. Like, what are you talking about? You Listen, fresh out. I'm you saying, fresh out of prison doing a 50-year doing a bid. That's what it is. Batman's logo is not what's the most recognizable part about Batman. It's the costume. It's the cars. It's everything. Superman, cape alone. Red cape alone. People go Superman. You can see Superman. What are you talking about? The bat symbol. Everyone knows the bat symbol. No, see, I, I, I think that's a weak argument. So why is Batman costume better? It just looks cooler. It doesn't though. It's, it's not better. It's different. To me, they're apples and oranges. This is a tough one, right? Because they're so interwoven with the content of the character. You know, you put Superman in the black costume. No, we're talking about basic costume. No. No, I see, know what see, we're Chris, talking you know about. what happened, Chris? See, he rigged this question because he, he rigged. He was like, "Not its effectiveness; <laughs> it's the character." He rigged you know, this question. I yeah. didn't listen. It. Listen, Batman's costume, even in live-action movies, has to be so well lit, so shot, so it looks like what it's supposed to be. Superman can be spandex with a great actor just standing in it in daylight, and you're like, "Wow, that's freaking iconic." Batman, you have to, you better light Christian Bale right. He goes all the time. Have you seen those cage test shots of him in the Superman outfit? That <laughs> is not a Superman outfit. I don't know what that rubber well, thing is. And, and technically, it's not canon that one. Chris. That that never made saw but the light. Christopher Reeves movie. standing in spandex in sunlight makes people go in awe. Yeah. Put that same bat costume in bright light, you're gonna be like, it looks freaking ridiculous. You take you take Michael Keaton. Well, I, I saw a fan. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say there is a there was a fan film made where they actually put Batman in spandex and it was pretty freaking dope. I was like, you'll never see it in the movies. I almost wish you would. Batman should not wear spandex. No, we he saw, can't, he'd be killed. <laughs> <laughs> in an instant, he'd be dead in the Batman's night. Batman's costume looks ridiculous without dope cinematography and lighting. Superman's does not necessarily need that to look dope. I've seen both in person, like fans wearing both. And when I see a fanboy in a Superman outfit, it it's not the same effect to me as when I see him on page or when I see him in the film. It's it's it doesn't necessarily work for me. When I've seen Batman outfits just out in the real world, you I've it's striking. Well, Superman fanboy has to look like Superman. He has to you, look like him for the Yeah, it has to work. Do you remember when that guy was on top of the, the library at Purchase in the Bat outfit? That was not, that was an awful Batman costume. Yeah, but it still looked terrifying on top of the mm, building. Terrifying there from it 60 is. feet away on top in of the, the roof shadow. in the dark. He was terrifying. The Western Valley, where we at? Wait, oh. I'm saying, but my vote on this is Superman. Superman's costume is more iconic. It my, strikes a certain chord. Absolutely. Superman's costume like the American flag, man. It's just as noticeable. So we're split on this one. But we're split. Guys. Mothers. What is it? The better superhero is Superman. It's even a question. Kind of stupid <laughs> question. For all you Batman fans, uh, bow down to the greatness that is the granddaddy of them all. I'm a Batman fan through and through. And I said, I enjoy him in most content over Superman when it comes to comic books, movies, not TV, but video games. But there's only one granddaddy, baby. That's Superman. You know, I go back to the first question is who has the better media? That's probably what... Look, I'm a Superman fan too. I'm not... You know, we... we, we I dish... I, I, I throw a lot of shade on Superman just because, you know, we, we debate it. But realistically, the reason why I like Batman so much is because his content is better. 
So that's what gravitates me towards Batman more is because I just like the Batman content more. Can't argue with that. His content's more cool. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to because that's, that's, that's rose colored glasses. Yep. <laughs> All right, great debate, gentlemen. Great debate. Now it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's time, time for, for the, the main, main event. event. And it's a special one today, guys, because usually we do a deep dive on a series or movie and we just go in, but we never have like insight or or intel from the inside. But this time we do. We're covering First Kill Season 1. Spoiler alert, in this episode, we have Jason are freaking more jack himself. jason welcome to the podcast brother thank you for having me yes sir now when we all get introduced it's customary for us to ask how have you been how was your week how did you celebrate your premiere um i'm good i'm good uh, i'm a little hangover i just came from vegas oh baby um what <laughs> <laughs> But um, the premiere went well. The premiere was good. Uh, a lot of interesting people showed up themselves, and it was great. It was good. It was um, a great turnout. Uh, and so, yeah, it was dude. Dope. But well deserved, man. We kind of give a very special applause to any show that kind of had to start their production like in the middle of a global freaking pandemic, especially if it's your first season dealing with and all that. And your first that. pandemic. And your first pandemic. Right. It's right. a, it's a lot. Yeah, it's uh, you know, there was some times where I was just like, yo, this I don't know how any studio would green light. It's just too risky, too expensive because you got to add so many different elements to a normal day of production. Yeah, testing. You got shut down a few times too, right? You getting shut down. I'm like, yo, they're gonna pull the plug on that because this is because right after um, I got COVID, you know, and they shut the stuff down. You know, one of the leads got COVID, and that dude all over again. And it's like people, people, their crew members who get paid hourly by the day and it's like if they don't work those days like they don't have that confidence in the job be there being there it's like right. yo, what are you do? so i'm just saying it could lead to a, a lot of different problems um so it's like a studio may want to just pull the plug or just avoid production anyway because it was so chaotic so yeah to your point shooting during a pandemic um it's, it's crazy it's freaking when crazy. exactly did you start filming jason um we started in march last year okay okay oh. All right. So enough for the protocols to be in place, but we're still like in the thick of it. It was that weird limbo stage where you're kind of half in a mask, half not a mask, half I might no, die. No, no, no. This was, nah, this was was if you were doing anything on, on set, your mask was on. And they were hardcore. They had the um, you know, the, the COVID specialists COVID police. You yeah, specialists for everything nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Those little COVID police, they run around saying, Hey, stay out of this zone. Uh, you gotta put your mask on or put your clear shield on. And yeah, they were on you. They were on you. Right? Dude. Let me ask you though. Well, for, first set up the show, man. What, what's what's First Kill about? Well, First Kill is about these two young girls who are not supposed to fall in love, but falls in love. One's a vampire, a special vampire, a special kind of vampire. The other's a vampire hunter. Hmm. Uh, they find themselves in a sort of um, um, unapproved relationship where the parents and families uh, are against it, but that love keeps bringing them back to each other, and they're breaking all the rules to make it happen. Dude, it's oh, Romeo about, and Juliet. It's very Romeo and Juliet. I mean, the the lead lady's name is uh, Juliet. Juliet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's dude. right on the nose there. <laughs> I mean, right there. I mean, <laughs> Tell me about Jack Burns, man. Like Jason Jack you, Burns. You're part hey, of a long line of JBs, man. You got James Bond. You got Jason Bourne. You got uh -huh. Jack Bauer, and now we got Jack Mother. 
freaking Burns. Burns. Jack Burns, a.k.a. Blade. Um, <laughs> Blade. That's, how, that's how I see him. I'm like, I see him as Blade. I'm like, when you when uh, we were testing on the armor and stuff like that, I was like, yo, can I just get a cape? Just give me a cape. I was like, I want like a long trench coat. Yeah, there it is. Here it is. But even before that, even before that, uh, when when um uh, you know I got the offer for the role, uh, you know I was talking to the showrunner. I was like, hey, um, I got a question about you know like wardrobe and like you know where we're going with wardrobe. And I was like, um, can we can we can we get him to look like Blade? <laughs> you know, like the, uh, like blacked out. Da, da, da. She was like, hell no. She literally said that. She's like, hell no. I was like, so how's this guy gonna be dressed? Like, what is it? It turns out I'm being tight sweaters and Timbo boots, but you know. But you were Blade for an episode. A part of an episode. A portion of, of one episode. Bruh, still, man. When we was in college. For those who don't know, Jack uh, and Jason, oh, yeah, uh, we went to college together. Full yeah. disclosure. We went to full college together. We studied acting. And like Blade and Wesley Snipes and all that stuff was just a part of our whole freaking okay. DNA. So the fact that you got to be Blade for five minutes is still more than most of us have got to be Blade in our I lives. I got to <laughs> legit be a vampire hunter. And hey, if if all else works out, I, I'll continue to be playing a vampire hunter. Yes, and sir. you know, season two, and they explore more of that side of the story. That'd be a great, great thing. Well, they got a whole a whole festival of CGI monsters to look at at the end of this series. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, just pack yeah. them all in the one shot. Jason, let me ask you, man. Um, by the time this drops, I will be 40 years old. Birthday's coming. Damn. I know. We're all getting up there. Mm-hmm. Now, the role, you're, you're, you're playing a father. Mm-hmm. You're playing the sage. You're playing wisdom. You're master splinter here. What is that like to step into those shoes for like the first time? Right, right. right. And so, of course, you know, um, uh, life, you are like... It, you want to use the things that happen in your life, your experiences to, to influence your work and enhance your work. And yes, I don't have any children. So I don't even know what that love is like. I don't know what that kind of, I don't know what that feels like. Um, and so I was a little weary, um, and not just one, three. Like I, put, I have three kids on the show. And it's like, uh, I was a little weary and concerned, but I was like, all right, so, you know, it's, it's how am I playing? I'm come off phony uh, because I don't, I don't have any children. So I just kind of just did the best I can um, and, and make it real as possible um, uh, and tapping into a sort of love that I have for like another family member. Um, and, and that's all I have that, you know, Jack, yeah, I used, I used you uh, when I was stabbed and Sebastian in the chest. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I knew you was extra aggressive. <laughs> Listen, there was uh there was one uh, scene. I think it was the last episode. Y'all were eating the steaks. Mm-hmm. Um, my man, you, I don't, the way they cut it, it was weird. You cut, you stabbed into that stage like, I can't believe you didn't want this last piece. Now that was dad, right? <laughs> it, no, no, no. It was, it was a little bit, it was a little weird. Cause then they cut right to the wife after that. I'm like, is he trying to seduce her? And then they cut to the kid. I'm like, oh, that's a little oh, weird. It's, yeah. It's so interesting. Uh, uh, the way you guys see things. Um, uh, and I was going to, I got a question for you. Just remind me at the end of this. So I'll address what you just said, Rich. So, um, uh, yeah, so that 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 part was pretty much improv, and um, I was gonna say there were definitely some moments I was like, "That's not in the script." I know. Like, for that, fact that, that, that was like, I was like, "Yo, the people who know this, like, you know, that's Jason, like that's Jason." <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, that whole part where he's just like, um, I was like, uh, this, this, that boy could take on some, um, uh, some, some, 
steroid vamp and can't take a little heartburn. Mm. And I like, baby, uh, baby, pass me one of them biscuits. Oh, I knew the baby <laughs> passed the biscuit. Wait, anyone who watches this show knows that the writer did not put that. <laughs> when you like, how is that? Hold on. Oh, how is that something biscuit. that would be said at a black table? Like, yo, yeah. baby, pass me one of them biscuits. It's the first time the word baby was uttered in the entire series. Well, oh, oh, no, that's, no, I say baby oh, girl. I say baby girl to my You were like, hey, baby, give me my biscuit. No, you got to give me the biscuits, baby. I was like, baby, pass me that biscuit. No, that was real. That was like, hey, listen, I was improv. I was having fun. Even stabbing that steak that way. I was just like, I was like. No, let me jump on that because here's the thing. When you have, when the show is about, like, the show is about the girls. The show is about them. So you have a very small amount of time to build relationship and character. So when I hear this dude say, babe, passing them biscuits, I get their 13 years of marriage. I get like, yo, this is, he loves biscuits. She might've made the biscuits. Like I, I got like a whole world in babe passing them biscuits. So I, I'm with it. Pass them either. I'm like, cause she, and she calls you baby all the time as well. It, and it cut to a different scene, Jack. Uh, it cuts to different scene. <laughs> no, okay. that what happened. Um, thank thank you anyway, for clearing that up. The, 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 there is, there is, but that moment again was um, that whole moment at the table was improv a little bit. There were some moments in it that, of course, were written. Uh, but the director did something interesting there where he just wanted to loosen it up, which is something that not no one else approached the work that way. It's like, which is why we were improving around the dinner table. And and and, and I think builds relationships. Yeah, I think out of all that, um, it was probably one of the loosest scenes in the in the whole uh series. It, it just felt loose because we were and, and it was a bit of improv. Um, but I did want to ask you guys a question because I noticed something in a couple of screenings. Moments that um, that the that audience finds funny that you didn't initially think was funny when you when you when you were doing it and then also when you're seeing it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to know what you how you guys reacted to that moment when it seemed uh, the first episode when Jack is throwing the body in the back of the truck. The audience always laughed and all that was weird because I was like, what, what's so funny about this part? Um, I'll tell you why I laughed. Uh, here we go. I laughed because you had this real civil, warm conversation between a father and daughter in the midst of this monster on your back and you throwing him in the back of your truck like his groceries. Like, like the setting juxtaposed the conversation. And I felt like that was, that was interesting. It was like, because for you, killing monsters is like that's, that's running an errand. Yeah. It is no big deal. And you throw in the back of your truck, I, I throw groceries in my trunk. I'll see you soon, baby. Bonk. Yeah. So I felt like that was a real cool, like, how normal this is for you guys. Yeah, how normal. But it's not know. normal for me as an audience member. And another thing is, like, um, this thing was being made, and I, I don't watch this, this genre of TV. Um, and so I didn't know what was acceptable. While making it, I didn't know what would be acceptable, what wouldn't. And then I was also concerned about how I perform. I was like, am I performing like I'm on the CW or am I performing like I'm on HBO? I think you approach work differently. You don't do it the same way. And mm -hmm. so like, um, well, I guess you could, but like would, would, would um, the normal way that I would play something be too harsh and too rough. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I don't know what, you know, some of the fans out there right now, cause yeah, I checked, I went on to it. Yo, there's legit like, Jack Byrne pages on Twitter, like they don't. Well, they that's don't, good, right? That's, that's freaking good. good. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. It's like they they don't like not the actors. It's like because of the stuff that I had I and had to do in the story. 
Um, but I think that, and I was always concerned about whether or not I was playing this thing a little too rough mm-hmm. for the genre or for the mm-hmm. type of audience that it was going for. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That make any sense? It does. Uh, it was, you, you it was a concern. Have, yeah. I mean, there's a certain weight to freaking Game of Thrones mm. versus the period piece on the CW. Like, there's a certain yeah weight that you. But that that's that's you know your instincts and hopefully the showrunner and your direction. Like you know, like you know, this isn't. This is a love story. This is a teenage love story. At the well, end the other the thing that makes some of that kind of hard is any of your fans from, say, the Punisher series that's now a J- Jason R. Moore supporter is jumping over to this content expecting something akin to the Punisher series, and they're getting a whole different Jason experience right. here. Yeah. And that's, that's I mean, that's how I felt about watching freaking D'Onofrio play Kingpin on a different oh, thing. I was God. so like... What is this? Uh, like I got that's, like some DMs of mine were like, "Yo, Jason, what the fuck is this?" Right? <laughs> like the fans aren't really rocking with the show like that. Though. It's not made for them. It's not made for them. Weird. It's not made for them. Let me, let me ask you a question. So you you brought up how there's the HBO. We know True Blood has a rabid fan base, right? Mm-hmm. We know the CW shows, Vampire Diaries, the originals, and however many of those have a rabid fan base. Mm-hmm. Now, with you falling in between intensity and content-wise, you're not quite CW, but you're not quite HBO. Mm-hmm. How do you prepare yourself to deal with this? I, I see it becoming this rabid fan base where you're gonna have a you know a thousand girls being like Jason I love you or I hate you are you prepared to handle that fan base and do you think this show has a capability of having that kind of response as those other shows have had because it kind of falls right between kind of those two mm-hmm. intensity well I think I think um a lot of things have to fall in place for for it to reach that level of uh success one would call that of course uh for that fan base to be engaged. And, and and growing, I think a lot of things have to fall in place. Um, like like you know, they got to feel the story. Uh, they got to love the actors. The studio got to really care about the project to promote it and push it out there. Take the actors to different sorts of events to kind of like foster this fan base. Like the, all these things got to uh, fall into place for that to happen. Do I think the show has the potential for that? Oh yeah, considering. That this thing's been dubbed in uh uh I don't know what they tell us a hundred for hundred twenty different countries like wow. it's all yeah. it's all over the globe right now and so um uh there was a big that's considered a big push for a Netflix show to dub it in so many different languages um is a big push right um it's it's different than what we may be used to because it's not like TV. And so when they do a big push on TV, we're talking about they got Super Bowl ads, they got commercials of it running all the time, they got billboards and the uh, um, paintings on buses and stuff like that. They don't necessarily do that um, for for something like Netflix, um, even though we do have the big poster in Times Square going right now. Um, but am I prepared for all that? Yeah, I think I got enough taste of uh, 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 of that from the Punisher. So I'm like, I'm I'm right there in the pocket. Um, and, and, and if it happens, bring it on. Cause you know, I, hum, I hope some of that would beget some more success. And so yeah. this game is so difficult as it is, you know, you need every, you need all the help you can get. I'm glad you brought up and the this- Punisher. I wanted to ask you, what was it? Cause you know, you did combat in the Punisher. You dealt with weapons in the Punisher. And, I mean, you had to defend yourself against your own leg at one point, the Punisher. The, you did. <laughs> How did that make it so the combat here and weapons here, did it make it seamless or this was still a whole different dance to learn on this show? 
Well, I, going back, I mean, the whole combat stuff, we go back from going in school. Yeah. Making our own movies and, and also um, just doing stage combat. It's easy. Last action. Last action. I'm not we have the last action, too. But we, Yo. Yeah. You really going to open that can of worms <laughs> in a public forum? Anything to say, the piss jack. So we <laughs> shot these epic fight scenes in college. Last action and last action, too. Last action, too, big. Last so action, too, is epic. So epic. God, We're talking yo, backflips off Rich of and Chris, we were freaking... Me and Jack were fighting in a cage. Yo, backflips off of buildings. Spinning oh, kicks God. and sweeps. We oh, leave the footage to Jason for Too a weekend because he wants to take Five a crack years. at it. And, it was my footage. And, what are you talking about? And his, his hard drive crashes, short story. Uh, which, which happens, oh, yes. Goodness. That happens in this world. And it it's does. still, it's still, uh, hard drives are still happening. Uh, crash the last before. of all so action. We, we, we lost it. Yeah, and that was lost. Of a, anyway, y'all digress. Sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, nah, the, the combat was seamless, uh, and and it was glad. I was so happy to see the the other guys, um, the act, actor Dominique and Philip. They play Theo and Apollo. Like their ability and their physicality were so dope. And when I saw them in training, I was like, yo, because I knew they had more fight scenes than I did. I was like, oh, we're in good hands. Like that stuff was like great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a seamless transition. When, especially when you already find it fun to do um, and you already got, it's not new to you at all, like handling uh, previs, previs video, mm-hmm. and the, the the sort of makeshift set and doing the combat and exploring what you can do in that moment. Um, like like I'll, I'll mention, Dom took the time to put a lot of flair in his character. Every, right. Everything everything you see about Dom, uh, who plays Apollo, he's doing some sword twirl. It wasn't in the script. Right. That was what he brought to it. His character's naturally showy. Yeah, he's showy. And so he's like doing all these swirl tips, uh, the twirls with the swords and axes and stuff. And so it was like, but he took the time to do that because he was that comfortable with it. And so when I was seeing all that, I was like, all right, cool. We're in good hands. Um, I didn't have much combat. Uh, Yeah, but you were even flipping your little, uh, the last. Last episode. Oh man, I wish you guys were able to see it. it. Didn't make the cut, but like, like there's because I have the staff right with the, with the blade at the end, and I do this, I do this wicked sort of like flip it. I flip it, and then I catch it, and then I jam it in his chest like that. Ah, and so and it was dope because it came from down here, and I flipped it up here, uh, and I grabbed it, and so you see the thing flip in the air, and I grab it, and I jab, it. and that was the flair that I added because I know it's important to add that kind of flair to these things. But they were cutting through the stuff so fast. It was like, this black dude's looking too dope. You don't got to comment. I'm just But, but I also think that that was necessary for the genre. I'm like, they, they, it's not a combat show. So um, it has to match. All the combat, I think, has to look the same. So you can't have, like, um, uh, long shots of combat with with just the guys and not with the girls. Um, yeah. It all need to look the same and be a little uniform. Um, and so that's why I think there was like a lot of fast cuts, which was, I thought was, was, was okay for the story. Let me ask you, man, in, in the last episode, you know, you, you, you learned that your son was turned into a vampire mm. and, you know, your code is you put them down. It, it would be a curse for him to have to walk around with that inside of him. And I, and I thought your performance was really strong. Walk me through like what that was like there and in, in, in the choices you guys had to make collectively, because it could have easily been super angry or super teary but what was the balance you guys found in like having to put down your own son and obviously your wife is like no well walk me through that 
All right, well, in, when when obviously everybody that's involved understands the scene to a certain level, like so um, they read the script and say, all right, this is an emotional scene. So everybody's going to, they got that, boom, locked in head. I got to get emotional. Um, it is what uh, they expect. And it's almost like, oh, I get a chance to really, you know, flex my muscles in this uh, in this scene right here. This is it. So, yeah, everybody, it was a crying fest in there. Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was tears all over the place, right? And um, uh, for me, I, I tried a couple of different things. Um, uh, I just, I knew that Jack had to be a little different. Um, there was a take where uh, I, I had it you know, the full tears going because I was like, maybe they want, maybe that's where this needs to be. Um, but I also said, there's other versions that you could do because you're never just going to do one take. You can nail a version in one take, but when more people are in the scene, the scene changes, man. It's like what you have in your head doesn't necessarily achieve the scene when there's other people doing their own thing. And so what I got to see is how they were playing it um, and how they were, this is what how they want to do it. And so uh, I also was like, I, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, right? And so I was like, Jack, maybe Jack doesn't have all the tears. Um, maybe Jack is not heartbroken. At, maybe that's not the emotion that comes across um, when he's, he's reminiscing what he was going to do to avenge his, his wife, uh, death from one of those legacy vampires. And, and so um, I thought about saying, hey, maybe this is the time that he sort of lashes out it with disgust and disdain and absolutely loads this monster that's taken over his son. Like he's no longer talking to Theo. He's talking to a monster. Mm. And, so, and so where we see that as Theo, Jack is so blacked out and so um so a part of the 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 guild and wants to be such a part of the guild that he's he's torn with these choices of does he is he loyal to the guild or is he gonna be like Loyal to like, where's the line? Mm -hmm. Where's the line of purity? What is the right choice here? And and he may not, he may be a little confused with that. And so um, I wanted to kind of jog that up or fog that line up a little bit. Emotional scenes, I think, are are traps. Mm -hmm. I think they're traps because it's like, yo, you want to just indulge in these emotions because you want to show people that yo, you could cry on command or you think like this is fulfilling it. And 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 I think that's where people go without really. Like if you do it without putting thought into it, you're gonna realize um, uh, that that's probably not where you wanna go with your performance. Um, and so then there's some basic things that you overlook. Like um, most people when they're crying, they're trying not to cry, right? So it's, it's, it's bigger than just crying tears. And then what are you actively trying to do to the person who you're in the scene with? Like you're there. And even if you are crying, those tears are not for you. Those tears are for the other person. What are these tears supposed to be doing to the other person? And it's like, that action, which is so important in achieving the scene, I think can get over. That's why I call it a trap when there's like these highly emotional scenes because people go internally to store up. We go internally to, to put us in the place to do some sense memory and emotional memory so we can be like, so we can get there. But you got to kind of like do it, do the sense memory pre-action. And when the action happens, you got to go for, you got to go for whatever change I think with the other person. That's the process I was going for. Um, now, uh, I, can, I, I will never say I was perfect, but I was willing to take the risk to do it because it's not an easy thing because you're like, what if the tears don't come? Well, the other thing that was so nice about what you were doing is you observed the other color pal palettes in the room and you found where you balanced it out. Like it would have been, e like you said, it would have been easy for everyone to just be one color of emotion. 
Yeah. All right. So let me let me play with another shade. Obviously, we're still emotional because the situation, but we're not all gonna cry. In or your we're shade, certainly not all gonna cry the same way. In your shade propelled the woman that played your wife to have right. to now fight for you're not gonna take my baby. So it's my almost son, like my son. My son. Yeah, she you said say it like my six son. times in the scene. Because it because it was taking ownership over like whose life does this belong to, who has a say. Right. And I thought that was very compelling. And you're right, as an actor, your the temptation is to have your freaking Oscar moment instead of like yeah. instead of trying to accomplish the scene with the different people in there. Like mm-hmm. when you're working on your scene, it's always you, 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 you. But when you get there, you gotta be listening. I think it's like, yeah, be listening. And then what are the different levels, how you can contribute? Based off of how the, the whole thing ends, spoiler alert, monsters are back in Savannah and they're in full force, which mm-hmm. also means that I, I hope what that means is we're going to get a whole lot more monster hunting, which would well, be yeah, nice. Now I got a lot to do. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot to do, not to mention hunting my own family at that point. Yeah. Um, so do you think I, you'd I, take your wife out? Yeah. No, what do you think that conversation looks like when you see her again you know, for the first Talia, time? Talia's a badass, obviously. I don't think that would be an easy takedown. Um, but I don't know if they want to go like that. You know, and if and if look, if I ever do square up with Talia, she's probably gonna win. Oh, you're done. <laughs> you're done, son. And, and then I probably gotta look for another job. So yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Um, you might not be able to answer this, but word in the street is um you got into uh building guns. I'm assuming if this is true, is that true? Yes or no? Oh well, I, I built a, an AR, yeah, for sure. Okay. Now did you get into that because of Punisher? Part of it. Um, okay. Even even the handle has like a Punisher logo on it, um, right. but it was it was um well it was it's also like buying a fully assembled AI you know, was so much more expensive, right? And, and they were also ones that I didn't really like altogether and complete. And so I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll just build one and get the parts that I want. And it made it easier because uh, in California you got to have this sort of you got to have this disassemble. Um, I don't know what you call it. It's a lever that detaches the muzzle from the body so that I get, yes, I understand what you're yes. take the clip out, right? Right. You gotta yeah. have that on, on this weapon. Because you and need so, to have a pinned magazine. Yeah, and, and right. so I didn't want to have to buy, I could rebuild and just build it with that included then to buy one straight out and then take, remove parts and then put that in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, um, and then in the Punisher, there was, uh, I think in one of the weapon sessions, um, you We've taken, we were taking like little handguns apart, and some handguns are really easy to take apart, and, and some are not. But you know, it was an interest. Uh, um, but there was a couple inches why, uh, a couple reasons why I um kind of wanted to build my AR. Fun okay. fact: one of the best ARs made by Springfield Armory is the Saint Victor. <laughs> oh, okay. so you trying to say, yeah, Haitians had something to do with it? You know, right, here we go. No license, Jason. You never ever know. <laughs> no, I'm still in the middle of this conversation 20 years later. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have one last first kill question for you. Did you guys do anything as a cast, you, you, your wife and your children, outside, like before filming, just a bond? Anyway, well, I took, I took, um, the, the cast out to uh, pretty much um, uh, Talia was having, not Talia, but Alvin okay. had a birthday. So I brought everybody out to um, celebrate that dinner and just kind of like drinks and stuff like that. So we got the bond early on. Um, I just felt like I needed to do that for, for the cast to kind of take like, to break the ice and for people to get a little comfortable. 
around me as like some sort of father figure um, to awesome. them, sort of elder statesman. So I kind of had to take the lead on that part. Um, uh, in terms of the other family, we're, we're cool, but I guess what happens great is I'm never around when they're shooting for the most part. And so I guess us having no chemistry on camera works. Mm. It's not that you don't have no chemistry. It's that you're not cordial. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I think, I think that that plays into it. So we never really did anything, even though the the girl plays Eleanor, she came along some of the, some, some, to some events, but we as a fan, we hung out a a lot more than anything else. And I thought that that was a good thing to do to get some bonding going on. Um, uh, Imani was a little busier than all of us because of course she was the lead. And so when we were going out some nights, she had to be back on set early shooting. So she, she didn't make some things. But we, we, we did as best we can. I think it's important, too, to kind of go out. We, we, we went to a bunch of little events in Atlanta to kind of build that rapport and that relationship. I like that, man. <laughs> I like that. Yo, Jay, that's, that's all I really got. First Kill, it's on Netflix. If you love Pretty Little Liars, if you love Vampire Diaries, the originals, if you love that CW, if you love Young Love, if you love Twilight, yo, I think this is your show for you. If you love The Punisher, it may not be. Whoa. Oh. Jay, thank you so much no. for being here. We have, um, I told you about the recommendations we do at the end, but Chris threw an audible here. So we're just going to throw an audible at you. Oh, what's up? What's I think what's we got something? some recommendations, baby. Oh, so fun fact, Jason, you're actually you actually listen to our show, right? You're an actual fan? Yeah, I, I I think I'm a force to be a fan, but <laughs> no, I'm I'm a fan. I like you guys. Who's your favorite cast member? I fast forward through all the uh all the episodes. I do the same thing when I'm listening to listen to the meat of it all. So at this point, as usually I give five or six recommendations of what are based upon what we talked about. But what I want to ask you is you come from Punisher, now your first kill. You're becoming a, a Netflix staple. If you could interject interject yourself into any Netflix series, either past or present, what would you what what would you want to be in? Peggy Blinders. Ooh, <laughs> like, ooh. Like, like, but like an American gangster gets involved with in terms of business dealings with some of those English gangsters from Birmingham and to see how that works. Right, I don't know. I just like. Why that. is this he, answer so ready? Peaky, peaky oh, blinders. Right? <laughs> I've I've known Jason, and he watches two shows religiously. One was Game of Thrones. He watched it over and over and over again. Yeah, same episodes. Yeah. The other Peaky Blinders. And the last time I was at his house, what's he doing? He's watching reruns of Peaky Blinders. That's all he watches. <laughs> Netflix. You need to put Jay on that content because yeah, you yeah. kill it. Like, but this is the last season, so it's a wrap. So up. realistically, um, I would say. Last Kingdom. Okay. Okay. Last Kingdom. The only black guy on Last Kingdom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta that fill, wouldn't be a I Hollywood fill, first. I got to fill a quota, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, The Last Kingdom, like, I don't know how they, of course, it, 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 it's, it's you know, it's the, the real world. So, of course, there got to be some black people on the planet somewhere in there. Yeah. So, would think so, right? Yeah, yeah, at yeah. some point. And so, um, that'd be, that'd be an interesting thing because it's like, imagine if they have one of those shows, right? And yeah, it's it's like set in, in a sort of a European backdrop where where you know usually black people aren't there, maybe. Um, <laughs> but people, but people, humans, humans, they explore. They go all around them. So there are black people in Europe. There are black people all over the planet. And so in these stories, I don't think it's it's 
it's plausible for them to encounter. Now, how would they deal with the race issue? And I don't think there has to be one or it does, but you can handle it in a, in a, in a way. Like, I don't think it needs to say, yo, let's simplify the script and not have any black people in it. Cause I do think in Hollywood, there, there is some thought like that to approach and simplify some of these stories yeah. um, to say, Hey, it's one of those, it's like the, the stupid thinking like, Hey, I don't want to get, no, I don't want to get me too. So guess what? I'm not hiring any women on the set or in this production. So I don't even got to worry about getting me too. Right. It's like, that's, I think it comes from the same sort of thinking. Mm. Um, uh, I don't want to have to worry about race. I don't even I'm just not going to put race in my content. I don't, I don't, I don't, what I, what I, are you I, saying? I don't even, I ain't going to put race in my content. Not even going to try. Not even, not even going to bring up the, the, the idea of it. And so I think that that happens in a lot of, a lot of shows. I think wow. so. It's been Star Wars up until like the last two years, <laughs> exception of <laughs> Billy D. Williams. It's been the whitest universe in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you, what would your character's name be? Because everyone knows Uthred of Devonburg. I'm Uthred, son of Uthred of Uthred. I'm not saying give it that another name. He's like Uthred, son of Uthred. And he said like a million times. And don't roll yeah. off the tongue at all, <laughs> man. What would be my name? Uh, it would be uh, um, Job Body Snatcher. <laughs> no, it would be, be Atapenyi, son of Atapenyi. Okay, on that note, I think Jason, this has been a great. <laughs> hey, you hit me with some questions I can't think about. Before no, I that's what we want. We want your, we want your raw answers. Yeah, you gonna get some stupid answers. You gonna get some kind of fake. Yeah, we got him. <laughs> First Kill is on Netflix. Season one dropped. Go watch it. Jason, where can people find you on your hey, You can find me on Twitter at Jason Moore E uh, and T. And you can find me on Instagram at Jason Moore. Um, those are two places I really, uh, I'm really at. Um, and, and yeah, watch the show. Uh, I think the viewership is most important in these first two weeks. Um, so check it out, watch the show, give us those viewerships, and we'll probably be back for another season. Yeah. Boom. Twitter's asking for season Let's, where's season two? Let's go, man. Thank y'all so it. much for watching. Or what? Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to this podcast, man. You can catch us on we're all over the place on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Make sure you leave a review. Helps with the algorithm. We'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. Peace. Yeah.